0: Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message from our pastor, James Dimmel. The Bible says that Moses went over and took the staff. Oh, I wish we could get a hold of this. And it turned, the snake turned into a staff. And he went to Pharaoh, there was water turned to blood. There was lice. Those people were released from Pharaoh's grip. He gets to the Red Sea and what does he use? The staff. They go down and they begin to battle at one point in the understanding of the Bible. And the Bible tells us that as Moses held the tools that God gave him up, as he held the staff up, the Bible tells us that the people of Israel were victorious. Why? Because Moses was the garter of the family. Don't you understand? Listen, Moses, God calls Moses, and Moses is such a jacked-up human being that he says, listen here, God, I don't even talk plain. Hey, hey, let, 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 let me let me let let, let, let let me help you. I got my brother Aaron, and he talks great. Let him go with me. And God says, okay, Moses. What you don't understand, Moses, is I don't even need you to talk. You shut your mouth and let me do my work. And so, listen, God is not going to leave you uncomfortable. So what does he do? He attaches his brother Aaron to him because that was Moses' comfort zone. And then Aaron, Moses, goes up to to communicate with God. The Bible says when he got back, his face glowed like the sun. And his brother Aaron, the guy that's supposed to be helping him out, has built a calf out of gold. You know I got a guy. Come on with me. Why Why was Moses' tool so effective? Because what he had, he gave to God. And so, it wasn't the tool of Moses. It wasn't the staff of Moses. It wasn't the shepherd's hook of Moses anymore. It was the tool of God. Shemgar, this farmer, this lowly being, says, God, I don't have anything. But I can't remain in this oppression. What you going to do, die? No, I'm going to use this tool. I'm I'm giving you this tool. This is what I know. This is what I'm experienced with. This is what I have. And I'm giving it to you, God. And the Bible says he killed 600 Philistine warriors with an ox goad. David, you go down and you take cheese... You take meat and you take bread to your brothers. I heard one pastor say he took a pepperoni pizza. And as he's walking down to take that, the Bible says that this giant Philistine champion warrior walks out in the valley of Elah. Oh, I feel the presence of God. The Bible says he walks out in the valley of Elah and he stands up. And he begins to declare against God's people, you are a bunch of cowering idiots. You don't know what you're doing. You're scared to death. And you're telling me that you know the God of the Bible. There is no God of the Bible. And the Bible says that that little 16-year-old boy, ruddy and just just old enough to get into trouble, there's something that stirred inside of his belly. You know why? Because they were coming against his family. Guard the family, David. Guard the family, Moses. Shemgar." Guard the family. The Bible says that That David, all he had was a a sling and a stone. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that he went into the king. And the king said, you know what, David? Go ahead and put all my military gear on. Take my sword and and take everything that I fight with. Because I truly believe that, that Saul knew his time was numbered. And he wanted the people to see that it was him that took down the giant. But the Bible says that when David got all the gear that someone else had given him... He said, I can't wear this. i got to do what God has told me to do. When a man gets a hold of what God has told them to do, they will guard the family. Whether they've got military armor, whether they've got military might, whether they stand and they can see what's going on, they know that God has told them what to do. Amen. And so David walks down to the brook and he picks up a stone. The Bible says he picked up five Some people say it's to kill the brothers of Goliath down the road. And he began to walk into the valley with a known warrior champion. What happened? The Bible says, I don't think that David... Walk down in the valley whistling Dixie. I think as David walked down, I know what I'd do. The big fellow right here would put his stone in before he ever got down there and he would begin to run. I would run with everything that was in me because I would know that if the stone missed, I'd have to run right past him. <laughs> and then I would begin to declare the word of God. He that is before me. Oh, there's nothing that can be against me. Listen, He is my shield. He is my buckler. And I would run with everything that was in me. And I would let the stone go. And it would fly to its target. Why? Because all I have is a stone. All I have is the tools that God gave me. You don't have to be talented. You don't have to have a lot of ability. What you have to have is God in your corner. Lord, help me. I'm sorry. I'm not preaching like one of them fellers from California. When a man gets in line with what God has told him, the Bible says, Shimgar slew 6, 600 Philistine warriors. He guarded his family. He guarded his heart. He guarded the community that he lived in. He guarded the church. He guarded his life. When you give what you have and God can get a hold of it, I'm telling you, what you have is more than enough. It's more than enough. You think when Shimgar walked up to the 600 Philistine warriors with his staff smiling that he thought he was going to be victorious? He had enough grit to do it anyway. Lord, help me. The Bible says there was a strong man named Samson. He was a judge. The Bible says that there was a thousand Philistine warriors. Man, these guys keep popping up everywhere. Coming against him. He looked around knowing that he could not defeat them. And the Bible says that he found the jawbone of an ass, a donkey. The Bible says that he picked up the jawbone and he began to pray. And the Bible says that he was, listen, even though he was a strong man, even though that he now had a tool, he was still scared to death. How do you know? Because the Bible says that he got in the crevice of the rock. And he began to swing that jawbone with everything that was within him. And when the dust settled, when the battle was over, because he declared this tool to be the tool of the Lord. The Bible tells us that the Philistine warriors lay dead and that Samson stood there with the jawbone of a donkey. Give what you have to the Lord. If you give what you have to the Lord, He will guard your family. It's not about you. If Shimgar can do it. Nobody knows anything about this guy. He could have been three foot tall. (laughs) With a bad leg. And one eyeball. But God used him anyway. Lord help me. There's this man named Jesus. I don't know if anybody knows about him. The Bible says that he was preaching one day and it became lunchtime. And this little boy shows up. They don't have anything to eat, and the disciples said, Lord, the crowd is hungry. Oh, they wanted to see a miracle. We always want to see a miracle. But the Bible tells us that he said, We don't have anything, there's nothing to eat. Jesus wasn't willing to do the miracle. But all of a sudden, this little boy steps out of the crowd and he says, Hey, Lord, use me. And the Bible says that he had five loaves. If you study the culture of the time, it was like crackers. He had five crackers. And if you study the culture of the time, he didn't have fishes. I'm thinking of a seven-pound bass in a basket. He had two of them babies. If you study the culture of the time, he didn't have no seven-pound bass. He didn't even have himself a bluegill. He had a sardine. Two of them. The Bible says that the little boy walked up. He said, God... I don't have much, but I'll give you the tools that you gave me. And all of a sudden, uh, I don't know how many people were there. It doesn't even matter, but there was a bunch. The Bible tells us that they began to eat a Shamu sandwich. And all over the place, they were picking up baskets of leftovers so that he could take it home to his family. Why? Because when you give what you have, God will never, ever... Let you go without treating you back. He took 12 baskets home. Now I don't care who you are. That's good stuff. We act like it's some comic book. Shemgar had destiny in his belly. Just like Moses, just like Samson, just like David. You don't have to be great in the eyes of the Lord. Some of you are sitting in this house today and you think, I failed as a father. I don't know where to take my family, I don't know what to do, I don't even feel equipped to give them vision. Well, today things change because inside of every man God put a heart of war. If you're going to be a warrior you've got to guard your family. And you've got to take the tools that God has given you to guard your family. Buddy, I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe it's a staff. Maybe God will equip you Better than he's equipped the rest of us. But what matters is that you give God the tools that he first gave you. Just like Moses, Samson, and all the other men of the Bible. There's story after story after story in the Bible. About men who were unequipped. there's a story in the Bible that tells about a king and his name escapes me. He was from the northern kingdom. And I'm going to close. He was from the northern kingdom and the Bible says that the Ethiopian army was out to get him. The Bible tells that they were outnumbered Two to one, and that's not including the 300 chariots that the Ethiopian army had. The Bible says that he began to pray, this king. And what he said was a transition that nobody wants to make in society. He said, God, they're coming to kill us. Lord, they're coming to wipe us off the map he said god we're outnumbered and we're scared to death we don't know what to do he said but what we're going to do is we're going to stand here the bible says that he stood before his warriors and he said you may die but fight with everything that's within you and he prayed this prayer it was it was a 73 word prayer not a 63 word and it was a prayer that, that gave God all of the glory and gave God, oh God, I'm, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not able. I can't take care of it. But I'm making the transition. I'm giving it to you. Many men fail to make the transition. Many men fail to say, God, I'm giving it to you. If you fail to give it to God, you will never guard Your family. The Bible tells us this in the next chapter. That they defeated the Ethiopian army. Not only did they defeat them, the Bible says that they ran them down. Men understand when you're talking about war. Because God put put it in us. Men understand when they have to stand up to someone and fight. If someone comes against my family, I don't have the fight or flight response. I'm going to fight. And I'm going to die if it takes that. That's what God wants from you. He wants what he already put in you. And it's in you to fight. Fight. Why would we just set back and let Satan steal our families? When it's in us to fight. He breathed it into us. Why would we set back men and be broken? When he breathed the will to move forward in us. Well pastor I don't have enough. Shemgar didn't either. Well pastor I don't have the right name. Shimgar didn't either. Well, pastor, I don't have the right ability. Shimgar did not either. But what he had, he gave to God. Everybody stand with me. We've made a custom in this series to bring the men forward. I ask today that all the men come forward. And as you come forward, we're going to pray. Ladies, if you once again would fill in behind your husbands. As you fill in, I want you to listen up as you shuffle forward. Ladies, it's, you've got to let your husbands lead. If your husbands aren't able to lead. Then the family will never be guarded. If you don't let them make the decisions. I don't care if the decision is wrong. I don't care if it's the decision you wouldn't make. They're never going to be able to make the decision the next time. You have to allow your men to lead. Because men... Are built for war they're not built for cackling guineas Well, pastor that's being mean women are built to tell they're built to express they're built to explain and so to men you sound like all you're doing is going every man in this place knows it's true and I'm in trouble because I told the secret. <laughs> because they're not built to hear that. But when you come to your husband, like it's a matter of war. Like it's a matter to fight over. He will stand up and he will guard you every time. You've got to let him guard. Thank you for joining us today. If this message has uplifted you, we would love to hear your story. Go to www.renovatelifecog.com and click Contact. Your testimonies are a blessing to us throughout the week. Renovate Life is a place of healing for the lost, the broken, the weak, weary, and stray.